Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friendship in a Time of Coronavirus. Today, we have another guest, Catherine. She is in my human event class with me, or she was this semester, now that the semester is over. But we actually met last semester online, kind of similar to me and Avantika. So the Barrett West Campus did online community gatherings. And one day, we were just like going around introducing ourselves. And I don't know, Catherine did I say something to you or did you say something to me about like, oh, another Thunderbird that's in Barrett? I don't know. Considering how like desperate I was to find people that were like me, I probably saw you and I was like one of my own. So I probably said something. And even I feel like band was maybe the first connection because we were talking about band and I said I played saxophone and then you were like, oh my gosh, you play saxophone. And then somehow we got to like what our degrees were. And then, I don't know, we add each other on snap and we're talking through that and then coincidentally ended up in the same human event class this semester. So that was that was pretty entertaining. Catherine was the the class comedian, although according to her last semester was was way funnier. This we had it was a bit of a drag this semester. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I was funny this semester at all. Like from what, from what, you know, I heard about last semester, I, I was not funny. I felt sorry for you guys because I told you I was funny and then I wasn't funny. So I was like, well, that was, that was a wild ride. You were funny in the group chat. So we had a group chat. We had like, we had the main class group chat, which like was alive for like a week and then it died. But Catherine loves to make subgroup chats. So we have like a million of those, but one of them that was the most active, we would just be texting during class and like trying to make each other laugh. And Catherine, so weak, would always turn off her camera. She would turn off her camera to laugh. I would just try and suppress the laughter because I didn't want to, because I think that's drawing attention to yourself to turn off the camera more than laughing. Yeah. So there was like, uh, Acacia's right. I did make, I tried to make, I think I made a total of like two, just two, but one of them did not take off. The other one did. This one I called uh, Ginger Goddess and Her Disciples. And then I changed it to God Tier Crackheads. And this one, this group chat was just excellent. It was mostly Acacia and some other people bullying me about the guy, about the guy I was simping over in this class. So, yes, there's this like one. So there were three or four guys in our human event class this semester and two of them were gay yes two of them were gay and then one barely ever turned his camera on then then there was one who always had camera on every day and he was pretty is not was is pretty attractive and so and Catherine revealed that she had a crush on him and I had like texted him briefly not anything serious just about like speech stuff because he's trying to do what one of the TED talks at ASU and so I was talking to him about that anyway so that had become like a running joke was just teasing like I would text her text her in class be like oh he's looking good today and she'd be like shut up (laughs) and Acacia was the worst okay I was trying to get over this so bad because I knew it wasn't gonna go anywhere okay this guy like when God was mixing in his little mixing pot He included everything possibly desirable, except the ability to have decent communication skills. (laughs) This is true. So, like, I was trying to get over this, because, like, this was a deal breaker for me. This is why I was, like, trying not to like this guy, because, like, communication is big for me, you know? If you don't have good communication, I feel like we're not going to work out, personally. So, I was just, like, trying to get over it, and then Keisha's, like, takes her phone, and she's, like, oh, my God, Catherine... He showed his face today and Acacia, you're making this worse. And then someone else in the group chat would be like, yo, Catherine, your man's is looking good today, films his face. And I'm just sitting there like, I should have never made this group chat. (laughs) 
they were just like it was constant like constant back and forth and I would do it to myself too because it was more like my internal debate would be coming out in this group chat like oh my god I shouldn't like him but he's so smart so that was that was good Avanta can relate oh god tell me about it there this kid in my human event class as well last semester thought he was cute kind of reached out but you know we won't get into that this topic it sounds like you have a follow-up though about the guy so did you end up texting him or how did that end shall we talk about this (laughs) shall we talk about so she's like been talking to him but he takes a really long time to respond but he gives really thoughtful responses so it just takes a while and she's like offered to hang out but I think he didn't he do the like I'm really busy so yeah, he def. So this is what he did. Okay, I- I'm usually very good at reading when people are not interested in just being friends with me in general. Because that's the thing is, it's like I don't necessarily want to date this guy anymore because his c- lack of communication skills would just drive me up the wall. But he's definitely someone I would want to be friends with just because he's so interesting to talk to. But okay, I did this thing with another guy where I was like, let's hang out in person first before we go on a date to see if we vibe together. And then we can go on a date. And then that's what we did. The first time went really well. And then I was like, okay, like, I I feel like we can date now. And then I told Acacia that she's like, that was a date. So apparently when you ask someone to see if y'all pass the vibe check together, that is a date. Okay. I didn't date in high school. Like I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't do anything. So I'm not familiar with this. So that was my intention is I I wanted to ask him, like, you know, hey, do you want to hang out with friends and, like, talk about this stuff, blah, 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 and in my head, I'm like, time to see if he passes the vibe check so I can ask him out after this. He was like, you know, no, I'm, like, super busy, sorry, blah, 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 but you can come on my podcast, and I was like. I think you need to do it. He has, so he has a political podcast because he's a poli-sci major, and Catherine has very strong and interesting political opinions. I think it would be highly entertaining I think you need to take him up on that this summer and get on it's him. never gonna happen I already kind of gave him like the little push and it didn't I don't think he's gonna do it which is fine by me because then that just like gives me another reason to like mentally dump him but <laughs> yeah so I know this is going all over the place now you kind of get like a gist of my personality all over the place so let us it's start a very toned down version of you I must say yeah this is very toned down so I was trying I would try to like I would just text him out of the blue about what he thought about stuff because I'm just bold like that I I just I I kind of give myself like a mental push and then I text first and it's hard when you don't really know someone through zoom to text someone first because you don't you don't know them you don't know them in person you know you don't know them really well you just know them based off of what they said in class so I would text him about like his ideas and stuff and political stuff and it didn't happen too much because he was very bad at responding but he actually just responded today so uh yeah I asked him some of his political opinions and he gives like very well thought out answers which is like very mixed signals to me because like if a guy is giving you like one word responses you know every couple of days then you're like okay he doesn't like me if he gives you paragraphs every couple of days then you're like what 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 do I do so and I never get left on red either. Like, I think I've gotten left on red once. It's always delivered. I hate being left on delivered. Please ignore me, because then I know you're ignoring me. So I don't know if this guy's ignoring me or if he's just waiting to respond to me and he's just like, you know. He genuinely doesn't go on his phone that much. And, yeah, and it's, 
it shows like what he would be like having a conversation in person. Like, I think if you asked him, you know, if you asked him these questions in person, he'd kind of sit there for a second and then start talking, but then typing, I don't know, things come across different in text. So I think he wants to make sure that the text put across exactly what he wants to say and what he means. And so that's why it takes a while. And he might leave you, even if he's not on his phone that much, it might also be that he knows you ask him these kind of questions. So he's not going to open it till he has time to write out these thought out answers. I mean, this is not the type of guy you're just like, what is your favorite color? Like, you know him occasionally. That's not the type of guy you drop these questions to. But yeah, he's very, he's very serious. So he definitely could. At this point, I'm just kind of like, meh, whatever. His laws. But now Catherine wants to go bag a lawyer. Yeah, definitely. Can we? That was Andy. So I had like a joke last semester and senior year, most of senior year, where my plan B. Um, Avanta, if you know any med students, send them my way. Um, where my I was gonna sink my talons into some poor, unsuspecting pre-law or pre-med student, you know, and just like support them throughout their entire, you know, law school career, med school. Like, oh my God, you've got this. I'm so proud of you. I don't know what organic chemistry is, but it sounds hard, and I'm so glad I don't have to do it. But you can do this. Yay, brava, cheerleader, blah, blah, blah. And you know, then we get married, he buys me a nice house, and that's it, I'm done, like, I, I, I've made it at this point, like, I did my job, I supported you, all right, I got you through that tough, overpriced med school, law school, whatever, now you gotta take care of me, all right, I, you're basically my retirement plan, so you better go out and work, all right, so that is my plan B, if I can't, you know, make it as a businesswoman, Got it. Got to get my plan B. I think it's so self-deprecating, though, because honestly, I think plan A is going to work out just fine. It takes us good to the next subject. So Catherine and I are both in Thunderbird. She's the other degree, though. So the most popular degree is global management. And then I'm in like the secondary one, which is international trade. Um, And so, Catherine, what do you want to like be? What do you want to use your degree for? So that's the thing is, I don't exactly know. I, I really like my degree. I degree. I really like international business. But when people ask me, like, specifically, you know, who do you want to work for? You know, what do you want to do? There's, like, so many options. It's really hard to pick one. I'm really interested in, like, cryptocurrency, though. I'm actually taking a class this summer. States and Markets actually is, like, centered around, like, the fourth industrial revolution, uh, cryptocurrency, stuff like that. I had no idea. I just took the class because it was available and on my major map. But it turns out it's actually something that I'm really interested in. So um, that's like an interest that I have. I don't know where that will take me. I mean, cryptocurrency is a very kind of unstable thing at the moment. So I don't know, you know, how long it's going to last. But I do see like Bitcoin as being the future. So, you know, maybe something in that. But I'm also very interested in sustainability. I feel like companies are at least going to try more and more companies are trying to use sustainable methods, but I feel like, like even more are going to try in the future. So uh, perhaps a company that operates sustainably or, uh, you know, producing sustainable technology. um, Those are just like um, interests of mine. And I feel like when we graduate, there's going to be so many different options for us than there are right now. So like what I'm saying, I want to do now probably going to change because business just evolves so fast. So I don't, no. <laughs> You're looking at the 
alumni stories because like in they just made a Thunderbird magazine and the first issue came out and in the back they have all the Thunderbird stories and people have done so much stuff with the Thunderbird degree like there's not a like a one thing like everyone goes and works for like Honeywell kind of thing it's it's so varied and it's not even always on a super international level which is interesting too I think that was more in the past that it was less international now it's like definitely people are doing it internationally but yeah there are definitely 100% so many options yeah that's like I wish I could tell you like what I want to do like right now I'd probably say Amazon just ballpark like if I graduated right now I would probably try to head to Amazon what got you interested in the international side because a lot of people you know they just want to do business but they don't necessarily have an interest in doing it international like they're fine just working for an American company in the U.S. but like what what got you interested in that? So originally I was majoring in business admin. I switched my major before I started freshman year because I that's when I found Thunderbird was like a month before school started. Um, I was a business admin student. I was probably going to double up in political science and I had planned to either go to law school or get an MBA. I didn't know. I really didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to go into either business or politics, and that was it. But um, I feel like getting a generalized business degree, it's not bad. But considering that businesses are just, you know, there's more and more emphasis on international business. This is there always has been, but more now than ever. It's more practical for me personally, in my opinion, to get an international business degree because it makes you more marketable. It shows that you're not just, you know, applicable to the U.S. market and U.S. environment and business, but, you know, hey, if they wanted to send you to a different company or a different country, sorry, you would have like the cultural understanding of that country to go over there, or maybe you actually speak the language. So I think it's just more of a versatile degree. That makes you more marketable to companies. And back then I was like, I want to be more marketable. So that's why I chose this degree. And also I wanted to minor in Spanish and looking at the carry degrees, like they're great. They make you a very well-rounded business person, but it would have been very hard to double major and then add on a minor in Spanish because everything is kind of like not related. Whereas Thunderbird, they're like, you take four language classes anyways. So, you know, it's kind of like already put in there for you and it's very easy to minor in a language so yeah. that attracted me I don't know I'm going to pick up like a couple little certificates that make me well-rounded instead of doing the double major so. so it sounds like even though you don't know an exact pinpoint of what you want to do you're definitely preparing for like all the options which I think is the best way to go about it just so you're not closing any doors on yourself like everything's still an option and like you said business is always evolving so something will pop up and I'm sure you'll find something and you'll be prepared for it when it does. I think that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's that's kind of the goal. So yeah, Catherine, I'm not sure what what instrument you played. You play saxophone too? Yeah, I play uh, alto. Okay, so how long have you been in band? Did you do marching band in high school and stuff? Yeah, so I've been playing alto since fifth grade. So I've been doing it all throughout um, elementary, middle, high school, all that. And I never switched to like another saxophone. I never tried another saxophone. I was like, this is the one. And then I never like, I never picked it up. superior, no need to try the others. It is, we get so much crap, but we are the superior one. Plus, I'm guys, I am 5'4", okay? Like I put a tenor saxophone on 
like I, I held a tenor saxophone. I, you know, it didn't have a harness, but I, you know, put it around my neck and I was like, no, never. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My friend was like, Hey, can you hold my tenor saxophone? Like literally last year, put it around my neck. It was so heavy. It was almost as big as I was. And I'm like, I'm so glad I decided to play this thing. Yeah. But, Barry would knock you over if a tenor's big. I, I could not imagine playing the berry it's it's just so big you know they're so fun to play they're so fun though have you thought about continuing music are you doing it in college or you're kind of done with that chapter of your life oh my god it's so hard because I really love music but I really want to continue I just I have very poor time management so I think if I didn't continue it would be my own fault so that's something that was one of my goals for this year was to try to get better at time management I don't know if you guys took the indigo test Literally, my last dream was time management, bottom of the list. So I'm going to try to continue it, you know, and I'm going to force myself to have those good time management skills. But it's something where it doesn't exactly benefit me for my future, you know, as much as I love it. It's not like, you know, hey, I'm going to win a Grammy in like jazz music or something. (laughs) It's it's not, it's not like my prime goal for the future, but it's something I I really wish I could continue. It's just, I did only sign up for a music class next semester but it was 7 30 to 9 p.m in tempe and i do a lot you know on the west campus it was gonna you know really sincerely mess up my schedule but yeah, I- west campus just screws everything up i mean downtown i think they have some bands there so maybe once they move us to downtown when the building's done it'll be easier for you but yeah no being at west campus it screws anyone who wants to be involved in music stuff because it's so far away from tempe it does. Like, I, I, I don't know how to, how to describe it. It was so, I was so sad because I was really looking forward to this class, especially with Corona. And then, like, I looked at kind of my event schedule and like, I, I would, my sleep schedule would be messed up sincerely. So. Yeah. That's like the same kind of thing about just priorities for me. I'm trying to do it. I'm doing, so I was in March Man and Concert Band last semester. I'm doing March again, March Man again, this, um, this coming semester. So we'll see if it works out, but I not sure if I'll continue it after that, but to Avantika's dismay, but it's okay. I'll come support you as your drum major because Avantika is a rank leader of the section right now. And she wants to be drum major. So she'll, she'll be up there at the football games one day. Um, but yeah, no, I just, for me, I obviously love it, but I'm not, I'm not passionate to, to the point that I'm going to put in all that extra effort. And there's so much stuff I do anyway, that it's like, and that's like with lessons too, because ASU offers lessons. You don't even have to be a music major to take them. And I was thinking about it, but you have to practice so much to be like prepared for the lessons. And I'm like, just weighing all the other stuff I have to do and the importance. And like you said, saxophone isn't, doesn't have any long-term benefits career-wise. It's really just keeping up with a hobby. So I'm going to, you know, try and do concert band all four years because that's low time commitment and it's easy pieces if you're not in a high band. So even though I know it's not like benefiting my career, I want to go into medicine. I don't think music's going to have anything to do with that. But I think just the community I'm part of, I love it so much that I don't want to give it up so early, especially when I think I do have the time and I would be able to manage a school schedule along with my extracurriculars. And not only that, I think it teaches me like valuable life skills too, like time management or teamwork, you know, dedication, all that stuff. 
So there are some benefits that you get out of it. I also understand though, like if you don't have time, that's something that we're going to probably cut first instead of your other more important career professional stuff. Yeah. It's just like, I remember like literally a couple of days ago, I picked up my saxophone for like the first time in two months and I played it. So such a nice feeling. And I really don't want to give that up, but I don't know. I feel like for you, Avantika, like I, this is like a question I have for you. I feel like people going into medicine, like more of a, like a direction than people going into business. I know there's a bunch of different types of, you know, medicine and everything, but do you feel like you're kind of more propelled towards like one direction versus people in business where we have like a million different options? Yeah. So kind of funny. I was almost going to go into business up till my junior year of high school. And then senior year, I took psychology and I was like, wait, no, I like this way better. So before going into business, like when I was thinking about going into business, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like you said, the field is so vast, you could pretty much pick anything and be fine with it. But then once I decided on medicine, it does get more specific. But like you said, there are so many fields of medicine as well. But I think the cool thing about it is you have so many years to try out what you do when you have rounds and rotations that you get to have a taste of everything and then decide what you want to ultimately go into. So I have the rest of my undergrad career, then I go into med school, then I have four years of that, then I have to do residency and then fellowships if I want to do that. So there's just lots of years to really hone in on what you want to do for the rest of your life, basically. So I'd say I do have a more specific view of what I want to do right now. I want to go into gynecology, women's health, that kind of stuff. But I'm also studying neuroscience and psychology, which is like brain kind of things. But I think after the years go by, like through med school and stuff, I'll get a more specific answer of what I'm going to do for my career. So it does get more specific, but not to the extent of like, okay, this is the doctor I'm going to be for sure. I already know because you can't make that decision right now. I see. I was just like thinking that people who, again, this is like what I think this isn't like trying to generalize people, but people going into like business have more of like kind of indecision about what to choose. But if you go into like, you know, medicine, you do have a lot of options, but I feel like there's more of a a direction, like a clear direction until you get into like med school and you have to choose. But that's like, that's the problem with the music is that it's kind of something on the side and I'm like, well, I don't know what, you know, field of business I have to go in. So I feel like if I was going into like medicine or something, there would be more of a clear direction and I wouldn't be as, you know, anxious about, oh my God, like, what am yeah. I going to do in my life? That definitely makes a lot of sense because right now I'm pretty confident with what my career path's going to be, even though I don't know what kind of doctor I'm going to be. I do know I need to go through med school, residency, blah, 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 but something like business, you're you're taking your major, you're taking your classes, but you're like, what's next kind of thing. So instead of wasting yeah. your resources on music, I totally understand, like totally focusing in on business and trying to figure out what you want to do there. And that's a nice thing about being pre-med or pre-law, you literally have a 12 year plan. And whereas like, you know, with other majors, business, especially it's like, okay, you can like get your MBA or you can go try and get a job or you can get your MBA and then try and get a job. But there's a lot more unknowns there. It's not the 12 year plan. <laughs> Yeah. 12 year plan. I didn't think of it as a 12 year plan. That sounds really nice. Maybe I should be a doctor too. (laughs) 
Catherine, <laughs> another girl in our human event class this summer, uh, this semester, and I went sailing. And Catherine was out on the trapeze, which is like where you're strapped to a harness and you're like hanging off the side of the boat, like your feet are balanced on the edge and you're like hanging there. And though you have, we're on a catamaran, which is a really light, small boat. And so you have to have the weight balanced. And when Catherine was coming in off the trapeze, um, the girl's dad who was steering the boat, he didn't tell us to move back because he thought that the weight was going to be okay because we need to move the weight back so Catherine's weight coming to the front would be balanced. And he didn't. So she went all the way around the, <laughs> sa- the sail, snapped the elastic, like holding the bottom part of the harness, like not dangerous. Like the, she was still hooked on, like she wasn't going to fly off the boat, but she came around the mast and <laughs> the water was splashing because we were going so fast. And so I had my eyes closed and I opened my eyes because Catherine rams into me as she comes flying around the mask. And anyway, yeah, so Catherine is showing us her, her fat bruise on her arm there. I have ones on my legs. Yeah, I have one. I have some on my legs too, but that's a big bruise. <laughs> yeah, the problem is I go to work and my shirt covers up most of it, but I came in and like there were some of my boss's coworkers. I was like making a joke about it. I was like, yeah, boating accident. And no one laughs. And I was like, oh my God. I look at my boss. I'm like, sorry. Because I thought it was funny. It was funny. It hurt insanely bad, but it was so funny. So to give you some context, they persuaded me to go on this trapeze the second time. The first time I could not get my balance on it. It was horrible. They were so patient with me. First time was really fun. And then, and then Acacia acacia i blame acacia for this she's just like oh my god Catherine, you have to do it a second time well yes because we were sharing a harness so if i wanted to have a turn she would have to give me the thing so i said if if she the first time when she came back she was like i'm not doing it again and i'm like you're gonna want to do it again within the next two hours because you're out there like all day i'm like you're gonna want to do it again might as well just do it again before you give me back the harness so i harassed her till she did it again yeah and what would happen acacia what would happen yes, you harass me that? was it not fun until you did that um okay yes but now I have to go to work looking like I got hit by like a dodgeball or a bowling ball or something I don't, I don't know what it looks like a baseball bat that looks bigger <laughs> than dodgeball honey <laughs> yeah I look like I'm gonna fight or something but yeah I just yeah I don't I don't know that was that was fun I was just like chilling one moment uh, sitting there, you know, not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, I just like, boom, right into the mass. And then I, I just, I, I have my eyes closed. And I think for like a half second, I thought I was dead. And then I woke up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, both my mother and my aunt have been in boating accidents. Okay. I didn't tell you guys this. So I'm a little, I'm a little paranoid of boats, but so I woke up and I'm like, oh my God. That explained your general uncomfortableness while on the boat. That, well, also, okay, this guy at my school, this is why I kept checking my feet. Um, this guy at my school actually got a cut that got infected while he was at Lake Pleasant. And I forgot exactly what happened. I'm pretty sure this is the story, but he got like, it got infected and then he got blood clots and he died. It happened like very, very fast. It was like a a freak accident but it scared everybody so like family members have been boating accidents then this so like that's why I was kind of like checking my feet for like cuts and everything but just keep your shoes on then because you could have I could have yeah but at the same time I needed it to get my growth my uh 
my grip on the boat for the for the trapeze but yeah I, I just remember sitting there looking up like am I dead and then I woke up and I just remember pain throughout the entire right side of my body <laughs> and then I hear Keisha and Meredith laughing at me and I look over I see Keisha <laughs> Okay, so so we didn't laugh first. We asked if you were okay, and then you started laughing, and we started laughing. We didn't laugh before you laughed. That's true. I don't know. It all kind of blurred together to me because I was like, how am I not dead? How am I not in the water, first off, and how am I not dead? And, yeah, it it, it was it was so funny. And then I got home, and I was, I was like, Mom, look at this thing. Look at this thing on my arm. And she's like, oh, my God. And I was like. You bruise easily anyway. Yeah, I I don't know honestly. I really don't know. Like I don't scar. I know that, but I don't. It yeah. It was just usually pale people bruises. Here it looks extra bad. I don't, I don't know. You're gonna. I know Avante asked you if you were gonna if you did marching band in high school, and you just did one year, and then just did the thing where you like you were the kid that was in marching band and just hang hung around the marching band, but you weren't in the marching band anymore, right? Okay, so I told you that, and that is true, but it's not like all of the truth because it's like a very long story, and I was very tired when I told you this. So I was like, I don't want to get into this story, but if you asked me about it, I was gonna tell you the story. So. I, at the time, our schedule worked where we had four classes one semester, and then we switched. So instead of, like, having, you know, like, a bunch of classes year long, we had, like, four and four. So I needed a class first period, and I was like, why don't I tutor for marching band? Because the rule of the game is if if you're a tutor, uh, you have to have taken the class and gotten a good grade in it. I had taken marching band my freshman year. I got a good grade in it. So my senior year, I was like, why don't I tutor for marching band? I suggested it to my band director. She was like, sure. It turned out to be the worst decision both of us ever made because I did absolutely nothing. I stand out there in the heat. I couldn't really do much to help. And everybody was like, yeah, you're completely useless. I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a very bad decision. Um, I mean, I met some really cool people that I'm like still friends with, but it was just like not... It was not the gig for me. So I went from like freshman year doing marching band quitting to senior year, kind of, you know, doing marching band, but like doing really nothing. So that was like my marching band, um, you know, saga. And then in between, I would just, I would have to catch up on the T every semester because we had second semester band. So I would have to find someone. I'm like, who's broken up? Who hates who? Like what's going on? And I would have to like catch up on everything. That's that's one of the best part of marching man. You gotta admit, all of the drama. It's so entertaining. I mean, it's like a soap opera. Honestly, the amount of times people get together, break up, get together again, never talk to each other. It's a whole story. Doing things in the practice room or the director's office. In oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a story. People did get frisky in our band director's office, the band office. Yeah. Are you serious? That's a whole another level. I didn't hear about it till we graduated, so at least it wasn't, like, going around while we were still at school, but it definitely happened. It happened. <laughs> we had a couch. Oh, wow. We had an infamous couch in the band room. Oh, yeah. Yes. We didn't, our infamous couch was located in the, uh, I don't know what this is called, theater rainbow, the place where the theater people do the lights. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that thingy, there was a couch there. That was, like, the infamous couch. And then the pit below the stage 
that was like supposed to be one of the places i did musical one year and i was afraid i was gonna get like an std or something <laughs> just by being which is, not, which is not how they're transmitted i'm just like very like oh you yeah, know the air probably just like as you feel the feel the air yeah, i was, I'm gonna like, I was always so jealous of auditoriums with pits because we didn't have a pit and i did do the musical one year so we were just on the side stage and that's, that's how crazy that you didn't have a pit because your high school's huge and you had like very nice buildings the least they could have done is built a pit i know i would have felt so special playing in that pit instead i was just in the wings <laughs> no you just would have been worried about how many people use this to like you know have a good time like was there a threesome right next to me, you know, five minutes ago? I don't know if I would have been sitting here. So that's... It took me about threesomes. So in our mezzanine, we can, like, see into it from the stage. And they're, oh like, God. up there in the back. And so after school one day, we are... I don't even remember what we were doing. I think we were just grabbing extra stands from the auditorium to the band room. And we hear these noises. And we know what kind of noises they are. And we're on the stage, like... Are they in the seats? Are they in the, like, where are these noises coming from? Because they're just all over in the auditorium. <laughs> and then someone looks up into the mezzanine. There's three shadows. There were three people up there doing something or another. And we're like, we need to get out of here. So we just leave. I think someone ended up reporting them. It wasn't me. It wasn't anyone in our friend group. But I think it was a reoccurring thing that kept happening. So they're someone like, this is our them. spot. Even though there's windows, this is the spot. <laughs> yeah. There were yeah. We see inside like thankfully the lights were off so no one flashed me or anything but we could see shadows moving and doing things up there so someone reported them to our theater director and then the theater director was like okay the mezzanine now has a lock on it if you want to go up to the mezzanine you've got to come find the keys so that made everything a hassle but at least there was no sex happening up there yeah you're like this is not the education i need <laughs> Thank goodness, yeah, thank goodness you didn't learn about the stuff in the director's office because I would have never been able to step foot in there again. Like, come oh, yeah. Wait, oh, no. what stuff? No, the same stuff. <laughs> and like, people go on the couch and take naps between classes. I've slept on that. I had a zero hour. So every morning I was exhausted. I'd come in an extra 15 minutes, take a good old nap on that couch. God knows what was happening on that couch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my God, Ronji, I hope you washed your hair pretty frequently. Right? <laughs> so yeah, like Acacia said, I'm glad I didn't hear about any of that till after I was graduated. So I was imagine there. like down the line, like someone asking you, like, what's the weirdest place you've had sex? And someone's like in the mezzanine of my high school or in the band director's office. A threesome in the mezzanine in the auditorium. <laughs> oh my hey, God. I mean, People always like, I've, I used to say that band kids have more gossip than the cheer team. I mean, people are always talking about the tea about, you know, the football team, the cheerleaders, all these sports team. I'm like, you haven't seen freaky and crazy and kinky and everything in between until you get to these band kids, man. Like my, my holy self was like, just dumbstruck by the things I hear. And this is just like from other band kids at other schools. I don't know. I feel like my band was like very tame and very pure compared to like other people's bands. Ours so. too, for sure. There's like there's two definitely two kinds of band kids. There's the ones that are like super innocent, like barely survived sex ed without dying of embarrassment, and then the ones who you know go in the direction. Make jokes in sex ed. 
Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a sex ed class, so I don't know. We had one like fifth grade, and then that was the only sex ed class I ever had. We had to take it sixth through eighth grade, and then if you were in PE in high school, which everyone was because it was a required class. Yeah, we didn't we didn't take any of that. I don't know, but fun fact: I took PE online over the summer um before <laughs> freshman year and you, so I was gonna have to do like sex ed online and so I opted out because I was like hard pass yeah. hard pass totally. I mean I got my PE credit for marching band so I didn't have to worry about PE good for Me him too. Good it for sucks because you have to do three semesters three semesters of marching band for one PE credit which I think is ridiculous like half the semester of marching band should be good for two PE credits like not do three anyway though yeah, that's true. So I wasn't worried about it. But just the calculations didn't add up. Marching band is a lot of work. It was only one for me. I took one semester of uh, marching band. They're like, you have your PE credit. I'm like, cool. I really don't like this. So that was it. Oh. But I was glad. I missed like swimming and everything. I missed like general PE class. Like I heard all my friends complaining about it. I'm like, we did box drills today. You know? <laughs> that was, it was, and I don't regret doing that one year in marching man it was just it wasn't for me you know it wasn't my thing I prefer like the concert type style and uh that was that was it but I did miss all the good gossip I do wish my school offered it as a PE credit because I think a lot more people would be in band um because I think that probably contributed to your school people doing band because like obviously people like so many people do it in middle school because like the band trips and stuff and then they just drop out in high school even though there's still band trips but it's like more work in high school so this would keep more people in all the people who don't want to do PE true I mean it also what happens is you have people just going for PE who aren't like really passionate about it and then you like lose your numbers so there's like pros and cons to it but I think like you kind of filter out the people who really want to do it by not making it a PE credit, but I would have just done PE online anyways, so. We had some people at our school do online bowling for their PE credit, and it was online bowling, so they don't mess up their GPA. Yeah. What the actual heck? What is a Hamilton (laughs) running? Because our school is so full of, like, tiehards, GPA is the most important thing in their life. So uh, taking a PE that's not AP or honors killed them. So they were like, you know, we're going to make an honors PE for those people. And it was called honors online bowling. That's, oh my God. It's, it's true that it kills your GPA. Literally like the people, I think the top five people in my class, they took the, the only non-honor classes they took were the ones that everyone had to take. But so like all the band stuff, because that took up space that I could have been taking other honors and AP classes that like made me lower in the class, which is BS because obviously everyone's getting A's, but so it doesn't even A's isn't even what matters anymore. It's how many honors classes you can take to boost the the weight. Yeah. I feel like class rank is such a, such a BS system because you people like Acacia and me, um, who are like what I would consider well-rounded. And then we get like my class rank was like pretty good, but I didn't take like AP calc or anything. So I wasn't up there. Like, and it was 
was a personal choice. I didn't like math. I didn't want to work at something I didn't like. So it was something where I was like, well, I can either do what I enjoy or I can like push to be in the top 10, you know? And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I just kind of lumped it, but it was, it's a very, I don't like class rank. I think it should be eliminated. It also puts people into little boxes where it actually, you know, sincerely affected my self-esteem because my friend group was all like in the top 10 or at the very minimum, the top 15. And I wasn't, you know, so I was kind of like, do I really, it's, it is what it is. I don't know. I'm so glad that they had college class rank and I was like, oh my God, time to throw myself into the pool of toxicity all over again. And I realized no one cares. Like I have not gotten asked my SAT score once. And it's so nice. No one cares about this. We just they care. Really, they need to abolish ACT and SAT because colleges have realized that doesn't matter. And a lot of them don't even care anymore. Like, like Dr. Gerber said, like they bear it removed the SAT requirement, minimum requirement now. Um, and then ACT didn't even matter for ASU anyway. So, and kids spend so much money on that crap. And that's how, and money is how you do a good score because it's how much you can pay to study basically. So yeah, it's just like a political system and they're realizing that. So hopefully that will like just not be a thing in a couple of years. It's just such a, the SAT really tests nothing except your ability to take the SAT. Exactly, because you're studying to the test. It's not that you know how to do mm-hmm. the material. You're studying the exact questions and stuff. And teenagers already have, like, so many mental health issues. Just throwing this crap in, like, all the college stuff does not make it any better. Yeah. It's definitely a real struggle that not many people talk about. Like, the whole system is corrupted. It's only based on money. We're only studying for the test. We're not learning anything from it. Colleges are only benefiting because they get a profit. It's just a screwed up system. It is. So Catherine, we do. Um, Song of the Week 7, you know you listen to the podcast. So what have you been listening to this week? Or do you want Avantika and I to go first while you think about it? Um, I, I I mean, I was going to, I actually already thought this. Here song of the week so I better choose something because I'm pretty indecisive so the save your tears remix came out recently with Ariana Grande that's a great song definitely go listen to it the harmonies are just chef's kisses so yes the right Avantika recently I've been listening to this artist named Dodie she's from the UK a pretty popular her new album is coming out tomorrow I think or in two days something like that so I've just been catching up on her old songs I know if I had to choose one I like, I think it's called Monster. Monster is a good song by her, but she has a very unique, like, vibe to her songs. I like them. What about you, Akisha? So I still am not listening to anything new, but during the period, I think the, like, two episodes where we forgot to do Song of the Week, I didn't get to shout out the album I was listening to at the time, which is an Italian album, um, and it's by this band called Pinguini Tatici Nucleari and it's really it's so good they're like a really big pop group in Italy and their album came they came out in 2020 was Aya which is like the same thing as saying like aha basically um and my favorite song on that album is Scrivi Le Scemo which is text her stupid it's it's a good song that really relates to that (laughs) yes you and Avantika both (laughs) Me too, honestly. I mean, I've had that experience. Anyway, so that al- that whole album is really good, very poppy. Yeah, that's what we've been listening to. 
So this is the end of another episode of Friendship in a Time of Coronavirus. Thank you for listening. We're so happy to have our guest with us. A big thank you for Catherine for joining. And if you want to be a guest on our podcast, uh, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you on. And until next time, bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Friendship in a Time of Coronavirus. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review telling us what you think.